This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Missoula County officials are complaining that Governor Greg Gianforte hasn't released much of the federal COVID-19 relief money due to the county. In early 2021, Congress approved nearly $2 billion in COVID-19 relief money for Montana officials, part of the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan signed by President Joe Biden on March 11th. The state was allocated $143 million for testing and contact tracing, according to County Chief Administrative Officer Chris Lounsbury. Quote, so far they haven't released any of that funding to any local jurisdiction. So it's not that they haven't just not released it to Missoula County, they haven't released it to anybody. County health officials have been forced to switch to more automated contact tracing and case investigation procedures due to what they call a budget and staff crunch. Quote, this is practically criminal that the state is not sending the money out, and I feel there's something we should do. That's Pam Boyd, a member of the Missoula County Health Board, during a meeting last week. The Missoula City-County Health Department has been swamped in the past few months with case investigation, contact tracing, and case monitoring. That's according to the County Health Officer, DeShane Barnett. There have been many weeks in which the department is trying to manage over 100 new cases a day, and it's costing the department about $500,000 a month, according to Barnett. Brian Chazer, the director of the health department's infectious disease branch, says they haven't even been told if they can ever expect the money, even at a later date. The county and Missoula Mayor John Engine sent a letter August 26th asking the state to pass the money down. In the letter, the three county commissioners said federal money for contact tracing is a most urgent lead. Quote, we have not received any response to that communication to the governor's office. Gianforte spokeswoman Brooke Stroike says she has not seen Missoula County's letter. She referred questions about why the money has not been distributed to John Ebelt, the media spokesman for the Montana Department of Public and Human Services. A report from the Governor's Office of Budget and Program Planning dated October 7th says that $7.3 million has been approved by the state, but none of the money has been spent. You may recall in 2020, Republicans were repeatedly critical of then-Governor Steve Bullock for not spending COVID-19 relief funds fast enough. Republican leaders in the legislature have approved a request by Democratic lawmakers to look into the Montana Department of Justice's involvement in a complaint made by the family of a COVID-19 patient at a Helena hospital. St. Peter's Health said last week that three public officials threatened to use their positions to force doctors and nurses to treat the patient with ivermectin, a drug used for parasites and malaria that is not federally approved 
to treat COVID. Quote, these officials have no medical training or experience, yet they were insisting our providers give treatment for COVID-19 that is not authorized, clinically approved, or within guidelines established by the FDA and the CDC. That's according to hospital spokesperson Andrea Groom. Serious allegations have been made by St. Peter's Hospital, said President of the Senate Mark Blasdell. He said that he and House Speaker Willie Galt, quote, strongly believe in government transparency and accountability and authorize the legislature's special counsel, quote, to examine any relevant government records according with the law. The hospital did not name the public officials who were involved, but Attorney General Austin Knudsen's office confirmed that a Montana Highway Patrol trooper was sent to the hospital to investigate the family's complaint, and that Knudsen later participated in a conference call with hospital executives. That's according to the Montana State Bureau. It's unclear exactly why the Department of Justice became involved. The woman's family reported that the hospital had refused to allow her prescribed medications, didn't deliver legal documents, didn't allow them to see her, and at one point cut off text messaging. Kyler Narison, a spokesman for Knudsen, says the investigation had nothing to do with the woman's medical treatment, but was about allegations that the hospital mistreated her and violated her rights and the family's rights. The hospital says it provided care, quote, in accordance with clinical best practice, hospital policy, and patient rights. Senate Majority Leader Jill Konauer and House Minority Leader Kim Abbott requested the investigation last week and met with Blaisdell and Galt on Monday to discuss the issue. The Democrats said information could help them determine whether the legislature should have more oversight over the use of state law enforcement, whether legislation is needed to clarify the Montana Highway Patrol's jurisdiction, and whether legislation is needed to clarify when the Justice Department can intervene. The National Transportation Safety Board has released an initial report on the Amtrak derailment that happened a month ago near Joplin killing three people and injuring 44 others. Amtrak has estimated the damages at $22 million. The report on the September 25th derailment did not give a cause, but did note the train's emergency brakes had been activated. The report indicated the train was traveling between 75 and 78 miles per hour. The speed limit on this section of track is 79 miles an hour. The weather was clear with no precipitation. There were 154 passengers on board when the westbound Empire Builder derailed. Three lost their lives. The train consisted of two locomotives and ten rail cars. Eight of the ten rail cars derailed. Four ended up on their sides. NTSB investigators say they have conducted track and equipment inspections, reviewed signal and train control data logs, obtained data from the lead locomotive's forward-facing image recorder and event recorder, and conducted interviews. 
Future investigation, they say, will focus on track and engineering, equipment, survival, and passenger rail car crashworthiness. It's just a week until ballots are due in city elections, and there have been many changes in the rules. This is the first municipal election held since the Montana legislature passed House Bill 176, which eliminated Election Day voter registration. Now, registration will close at noon the day before the election. In Helena, that means late registration from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. through Friday, October 29th, and then from 8 a.m. to noon on Monday, November 1st. President Joe Biden's administration has announced plans to cancel two environmental rollbacks made by President Donald Trump that limited habitat protections for endangered plants and wildlife. The proposal to drop the two Trump-era rules by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the National Marine Fisheries Service is part of a broad effort by the Biden administration to undo regulations that Democrats and wildlife advocates say favored industry over the environment. The Trump administration changes had backing from a variety of industry groups that said that economic impacts had not been given enough credit in past U.S. government wildlife decisions. The Biden administration said a re-evaluation of Trump policies showed them to be problematic because they limited the government's ability to advance conservation by protecting areas where plants and animals are found. If you need to hear this report again, please check our podcast Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 33 states and provinces in 24 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMR in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.